welcome back to Mapping the Tropes, the romance podcast where we talk about a different romance trope every new episode. My name is Adriana. My name is Paola. And I'm Marianne. And today we're talking about celebrities. Heck this yeah. A very broad, broad trope, I guess. And we're sticking to the to the broadness of this trope because there's a lot of like layers to this. There's a lot <laughs> of different types of celebrities one can be. I don't really have a definition for you all today or even like subtropes. I tried looking for subtropes and I was like, I don't like any of these. I don't like any of these. You all know what a celebrity is. Um, but Yeah, Marianne or Paola, what are your thoughts on like celebrity books, romances? Yeah, so celebrities, I like when one half of the couple is a normal person mm-hmm. and the other is the celebrity because seeing the, the culture shock, not the culture shock, but the, you know, the difference in lifestyle they both mm-hmm. have is always very interesting, like. A normal person um, doesn't bother to like be attentive to tabloids or, or monitoring their every move or whatever. But the celebrity, on the other hand, needs to keep up an image or something. So sometimes that brings sometimes uh, unnecessary. Well, not unnecessary, but it brings like very good tension between the relationship. Yes. More like, Yeah, like the normal pers- person might be wondering like, oh, are, are they ashamed of me or or um, am I not enough for them? While the celebrity is just like, oh, I don't want the tabloid to, to damage you or I, I want you to have a normal life or whatever. Yeah. It's, I like that kind so of self-sacrificing. I love it. It's, it's all about the insecurities <laughs> in, so, in yeah. celebrity uh, tropes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. It's all about that. Yeah, or when they're like, oh, do you like me? Do you like me because I'm a celebrity? Or do you like me for me? Enter the dramatic music, dramatic tension, you know? <laughs> It's always very interesting to see these types of uh, dynamics between celebrities. And I guess, you know, we I think we all kind of have this small... I would say maybe fantasy of of living of seeing what life is on the other side. So I guess reading celebrity romance books sort of feels like that in a way. You know, we're we're seeing mm-hmm. how these people, uh, you know, live their their glamorous lives. What what's it all about? And is it as fun as it seems? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. I like that. I really. I, I really love celebrity romances. Takes me back to like my fanfic reading days. And I mean, the best decom of all time, Starstruck. It's just so good. Well, no, stuck <laughs> in the suburb. Yeah. So, that's a great celebrity. Tarantula. Yeah, yeah, celebrity one, even though it's not a romance. I'm gonna go really old school and I'm just like Notting Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite rom-coms ever. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we go into a book before so we can kind of conceptualize it better, um, Adriana? Okay, okay. Uh, so the book that I chose uh, was Flashed by Zoe Castile, finally. Um, I've been waiting for the right time to bring in the Happy Ending series by Zoe Castile slash uh, also known as Soraya Cordova, um, who writes Ooh. who writes like middle grade, YA, and also adult. Um, but she mostly writes a, adult on a under a pen name. She does have like adult romances. Uh, under Soraya Cordova, but they're out of print, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Luck on the Line series. I don't know what the series is actually called, but that's the name of the like first book. Yeah. So Flashed is the third in the Happy Ending series. Um, it, is a, it is a trilogy. And so 
the the pitch for the series is like her she loved magic mike xxl <laughs> and she was like i can turn this into a romance uh series and she did and so each novel focuses on a different uh stripper or former stripper and it's really fun uh there's a lot of like drama happening um but like mostly a lot of like smutty steamy sex scenes um like in the sec i, I don't want to talk about the second one before <laughs> i talk about the third one but like she does really well yeah. she, she well written mm-hmm. steamy scenes and so let me talk about what this the what flash this about this one focuses on Patrick Halloran, who was a former stripper slash sports person slash model. And he was breaking into the film industry when he had a very terrible accident that left him uh, left him with a lot of trauma, not just like psychologically, but physically in the way that like his face has suffered a lot of like damage. And a lot of other parts in his body. So he is a very like secluded recluse in like Montana. Uh, and so he hires this like housekeeper to help him with like uh like with around the house because he can, he still has money. Um, but under the terms that she can't see him. So because he's like, again, traumatized and he's like, oh, my face is like deformed and I don't want to show show anyone my face. Um, is this, I'm sorry to interrupt, is this based like on a fairy tale of, of sorts? This sounds very familiar. This is based on Beauty and the Beast. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's. It's a Beauty and the Beast retelling, but also it's an exploration of the maid trope or the Latina maid trope in like romances or like novelas because the love interest, uh, uh, she's called Lena, but her full name is Magdalena Martel. Um, She is uh, an art student trying to make her way in Montana um, and she needs money and the way that she decides is to like be his housekeeper Um, so she goes into his house cleans around maybe makes him some food um, because he doesn't know how to cook Um, and yeah just leaves him food and like his house clean and then goes uh lives in his like guest house which is like a pool house of sorts which like rich people have I guess (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah it's like they start start developing this sort of relationship where she like leaves him food leaves him notes and she's very intrigued as to who this guy is wants to like try and figure out what his deal is why he doesn't want to like spend any time around her so it's like a bit of like an air of mystery around it and even though she she hasn't seen him he has like like spied glances at her so he's like oh my gosh she's hot I can't believe it so even more I need to keep to myself and he like hides in his like gym or whatever (laughs) in order to avoid her but yeah that's basically what the story is about um and he has all these sort of like trauma revolving around this accident and the 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 like recovery of it all and the fact that like he wasn't alone in the accident so he feels a lot of guilt over like hurting people in the car accident the people who were with him um so yeah uh it's a lot of like sad boy hours (laughs) uh a lot of angst um but yeah it's like 
Phantom of the Opera meets well not Phantom of the Opera it's mostly because like he <laughs> hides his face and he's like oh I'm a tortured soul um and beats Beauty and the Beast I really like this book like mo- mostly because the first sort of steamy uh scene like she <laughs> since she lives in his like pool house um he can see through his bedroom, like he can see the sort of pool house through his bedroom. And one night they, they've been like sort of building up this relationship, like talking and stuff. And they've been like texting, sort of flirting and um, slowly graduating into like talking on the phone. Um, and so one night she's like, masturbating in her in her room and she hear and he hears her oh my um, god and so he's like i'm gonna be bold here and be like um what's up i think she she like he 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 accidentally calls her or something <laughs> he was like i need to put a stop to this because she doesn't know she's being this loud um and instead, they have like really wild phone sex. Um, yes, dude, incredible. get it. I mean, incredible. I really loved that sex scene. I thought it was super fun and also just very like, um, I don't know. I feel like it's hard. It would be hard to, to write a phone sex scene. Yeah. It's, it's a, like all the see all the like sex scenes mm-hmm. or like sexy scenes are very well written in, in this book. Um, there's one that I was like, I could have done without it, but that, that's just like my personal preference. Um, um, because there is a period sex scene, um, which I'm like, eh, okay, that's fine. It's your taste is your taste. Mine is my own. Um, and and still, it was a very fun scene to read. Like, even though it may not have been like my cup of tea, it was still a very fun scene to read. You said he was um, famous, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was he famous for? Like the stripper part, or like some? Because I I have, I've only read the first book in the series, mm-hmm. and I know they're like all male strippers and such. So, so from what I recall, he was like. A, a football player or a soccer player I guess in America in the United States soccer player um, <laughs> and he became a stripper for a while with the rest of the gang in the Happy Ending series and then decided to venture into modeling and then because he was starting to model a lot more he started getting more opportunities and was like I guess like imagine if Kylie Jenner all of a sudden became a a an actress but yeah he he was like modeling a lot um I th- if I'm not mistaken he also like modeled for a romance novel yeah and I think it's like yeah. offhand mentioned in uh uh in the second book and then in the third book it's alluded to because his closest his closest uh neighbor is a romance writer <laughs> that's very meta yeah so Sorry, let's see what you're doing yes so he modeled for her books if i'm not mistaken um so yeah and they're like best friends or whatever um but yeah it's a very sort of meta narrative in there. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. I've only read the first book um in the series. I really liked it because you know it's called the Happy Ending series, and I feel like the endings le- the the ending of the first book at least left me very uh <laughs> well happy. Uh, um, I don't know. I felt very uh w- like like kind of like wish fulfillment of some sort, like. I really want a happy couple and that's what I got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
uh this one sounds very good yeah i really want to read the second one because you know in the the character from the second one is very prominent in book one uh but yes i also want to read this one of course so thank you very much adriana (laughs) are the other books also um like fairy tale inspired because you know it probably went over my head and i didn't even realize it i don't think so i think this one was the most deliberately sort of fairy tale retelling type thing but yeah i don't think the other two were like that but yeah anyway this is a good book i'm really glad that i got to talk about it um Paola, would you like to talk about your book? So the book I chose is Scoring the Player's Baby by Naima Simone. This was released in 2018. And I really like the similarities between this one and the um and Flashed, the one that Adri talked about. This is between a football player and a public relations. A woman, her name is Kim, and she just uh, got a divorce from from her husband because he was cheating on her. And so now the last thing that she wants to do is interact with (laughs) uh, with like any other uh, football player and him. (laughs) Um, And so she uh, has is a wedding convention that she is a part of. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't think she's hosting. She's just like um, part of uh, part of the team of that somebody is doing the expo at. That was terrible English. I apologize. Um, and this no, you're no need to apologize. <laughs> we do not respect English. I mean. <laughs> um, and this guy is like running away from like his fans and stuff and so he grabs her and kisses her and then she's kind of like startled but she does not know that he's a famous football player um and so she kind of goes with it and then they like agree to have a one night stand cuz you know they're both hot and um, three months later, she finds out, three months, three weeks, I don't know, something like that. She finds out that she's pregnant. So, yeah, it's like <gasps> a unexpected pregnancy type of romance along with a um, celebrity romance. And I really, really enjoyed it. It was my first unexpected pregnancy romance book and I liked it a lot because I I mean I read it for my book club called Accidentally in Love um, last year I think in August with Fadwa from Word Wonders on WordPress and on YouTube you should definitely check them out and Fadwa mentioned that what they didn't love about unexpected pregnancies was that sometimes it read like the the couple stay together or that they try to make things work for the kid which is a very like cliche thing that you hear all the time in like the movies and stuff um and that um that this one was you know different because they didn't they they didn't intend to be a couple they they were just trying to you know be good parents to to these baby and so they were you know they're getting along they're getting to know each other and in that process they start falling in love and they start to like realize that they have a lot more in common that than what they originally thought and it's also very steamy which i also really love and yeah i mean naima simone is my one of my uh smut queens she she just she's excellent with with the smutty scenes and yeah i mean my only complaint if you want to read this book my only complaint is that 
the guy is constantly talking about like his man card yeah it's it's and i noticed that too in my in the other book i recently reread it um the book i mentioned mm -hmm. last time i think i don't know some 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 in i mentioned in one episode. the mafia one yeah the mafia one yeah 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 exactly that one i noticed that there's a lot of like very gender roly undertones but sometimes like overtones because mm -hmm. it's in in this one more than in the in the mafia one it's very clear that he's like worried about his masculinity for some reason i can't remember mm -hmm. um why anymore but he talks about it constantly and it's just like annoying it's like cut it out cut it out yeah sometimes you know when authors usually write female perspectives the aumento and male perspective is like super toxic super like i'm a manly man and i must talk about boobs <laughs> and sex and stuff because that is who i am as a man that shit annoys me so much Como okay why do you make such a misogynist point of view to prove that he's a guy it's annoying don't do it we, we can talk about this but i want to talk about it <laughs> um because it's it's definitely a phenomenon that i see a lot uh with like traditionally published books mm -hmm. where they enforce the gender roles as you say uh paula more like the gender norms of like you the 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 male the man the cis man who is the protagonist needs to be super swole, super hot, hyper masculine, very like it is to the point of where when we do get to see his perspective, it's like, oh, I don't like your head, <laughs> dude. I don't like li li living in your head, dude. Um, and it's even that or like when like a writer talks about my manhood and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> um it's it's and it, it it like boils down to a lot of gender essentialist views on yeah uh mm -hmm. gender specifically and genitalia yeah it's very yeah it's very off-putting and it leaves out trans people of the of the narrative so hard like it's I, I haven't read that many books with with like toxic masculinity but it definitely feels like sometimes the authors are trying to do this on purpose you know like it's like no these guy is actually a sexist but it's like what's the point yeah Because I don't want to see the, I guess, the female protagonist, if we're talking about, like, male-female okay. uh, romance. Because um, when the female protagonist is then relegated to, like, the person who has to teach the guy how to not be sexist or how to not be a misogynist, you're like, this is not the type of fantasy I want to yeah. read. I do, not, I do not fantasize or dream about uh having to explain to a man how to be a fucking human <laughs> being how to treat a human being correctly um and it pisses me off uh and to to a certain extent it does happen with like when women they're talking about like my womanhood and I'm like what the fuck is, does that mean um feels very very persistent when you see it from a, a male protagonist <laughs> or yeah <laughs> yeah, I do wish some, like, I, I prefer um, male point of views where where the guy is, like, whipped. a totally, <laughs> yeah, like, whipped, but totally, like, like, even, I would say, like, unrealistic. I don't want to see, like, what mm -hmm. authors think a realistic guy point of view mm -hmm. is. Because honestly, this is wish fulfillment, romance novels, exactly. yeah, wish fulfillment. We need to nail this to a certain point. We and honestly, like, like, why would I want to fall in love with a sexist guy yeah. with an asshole, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> if I'm reading the perspective of this guy whose mind is just disgusting, uh, I would not want to root for the romance. So I'd rather have a total 
beta guy, for mm-hmm. example, or just like a normal Listen, human being. Your protagonist can be an alpha macho man. I don't fucking care. But he has to be nice. Mm-hmm. He has to be nice. Um, but yes, to that point, um, to bring it back to Paula's <laughs> book. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you said that he talks a lot about um, his man card or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I do remember one scene where I think she's like, testing nail polish and she I think her her own nails are polished so she has to try it on the guy and he's like oh but like my friends are going to talk about my man card getting removed and I'm like dude who gives a shit like she I mean she doesn't straight up call him out on it but she's like "Uh, dude I hope you don't you know mention this when in front of our child like uh that's kind of weird that you mentioned that, mm. but it's it's usually always about him. You know, he's not the guy that really wants a boy because if they get a girl, he's going to like smash things like we see in those weird, stupid gender reveal parties. Yes, let's burn down an entire ecosystem in order to reveal whether our... Dude, no. Anyways, but I, but, 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 but. So she's pregnant, right? So does he like freak out? No, he's actually he's he he actually wants to be involved in the in the child's life. Um so he goes like, "Okay, let's meet each other, like let's talk about this." Um because she's the one that again has this like tick about football players. So She's mm-hmm. the one who's like, no, like, I don't, I don't care if you are a part of the baby's life or not. I just wanted to let you know, because you had the right to know. And the guy is like, no, I want to be part of this baby's life. And let's talk about it because we don't have to be a couple. We don't have to be the perfect family we just have to be good parents. I really like that. It was a very nice reaction. And because she's she's not part of that world, she she doesn't really worry about what it means for his image or whatever. And he doesn't either. Like that never plays a part in their relationship. Yeah, because I sort of tend to steer away from any like accidental pre- pregnancy uh, or a secret baby fix or uh, stories, <laughs> <laughs> not fan fiction. Uh, even though I still don't read that type of fan fiction, um, uh, but like, there's this sort of scene or trope that happens um, where there's always this sort of conversation when where they're like, there's always the sort of like, well, what are you gonna do? Um, are you gonna like? Is it gonna be like? abortion do you want to have it is this gonna be a thing no she pretty much goes ahead and tells him that she she's pregnant and she wants to have it so if he wants to be a part Mm -hmm. of the baby's life he's welcome to but if if he if he doesn't she really wants him to not be a part of it okay yeah i like that and um uh, uh, Marianne, speaking of children, <laughs> because your book has a single dad in it, uh, oh. talk to us about your single dad book. <laughs> yeah, um, so my book is a bit different from the ones you've mentioned, because I believe there was only one celebrity in mm. each of the books. And in this one, like, my book is called you I mean not my book but the book I'm recommending is called you had me at hola by Alexis Daria it was it was released uh in 2020 anyone who knows me knows I freaking push this book like everywhere I apologize but I also not sorry like it's a good book so thank you um so in this book both protagonists are kind of um, semi-famous I would say because so Jasmine is the female protagonist and she is a soap opera star however 
She appears in a lot of tabloids and magazines and news articles because she dates a lot, um, you know, misogyny and whatnot, but also because she dates, um, like she she's a serial dater and she loves love and she loves having crushes and whatnot. So, you know, the tabloids eat it up. They love that, that kind of drama. And then the male protagonist, his name is Ashton Suarez. He, on the other hand, he's a telenovela actor and he's kind of low profile. He's famous amongst the telenovela um, environment, but not in like the big Hollywood scene. Yeah, it's like Jaime Camille before Jane the Virgin. <laughs> exactly. Wow. I can't believe it. You you described it perfectly. Like basically all the abuelas love Ashton uh, because of all his telenovela roles. And so, yeah, like they're both celebrities in their own way. And they meet because they will both be uh, the stars of a new series in this like in this network that I would say is kind of like Netflix. So they're both going to star in this big budget series together. And Jasmine uh, has finally set up a new resolution for herself where, where she will not fall for anyone else. She, she, her plan is to finally get a big break and put aside all the flashy tabloids about her romantic life, but instead have covers for her professional life and her acting career. And Ashton, on the other hand, he hates media attention because he has a big secret and his secret is that he has a son back in Puerto Rico which, by the way, um, both characters are Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. uh, Jasmine is Puerto Rican Filipina, and Ashton was born and raised in Puerto Rico, and then he moved to the States for his acting career. So yeah, they're both the stars of this new series, and they both have different uh, goals, but their main goal is, of course, that they want to break out and have more serious career and whatnot. But the problem is, or, or not the problem, but they have such good chemistry that, of course, it's very difficult to ignore. And they have to decide if they want to throw romance into this situation when both of their um, goals are on the line. Uh, yes, I just, I really like this book. It's a uh, good when, book. Adriana, when Adriana suggested the celebrities theme of course this was like the first book that popped into my head because you know being a celebrity is we always see it as something glamorous but in this book we see that it's actually more than that and it's actually kind of uh traumatizing it's also like not fun at all mm -hmm. being uh, from the side of the celebrity and you know jasmine has to tolerate seeing people like speculate about her life all the time you know she can't make mistakes and she can't possibly live the normal life of oh I have a crush I'll, I'll pursue it like any other person would because they're always tabloids mm -hmm. and they'll always be talking about her in one way or another Ashton on the other hand is terrified of the media because he had a stalker once who put his life in danger his life and his son's life in danger so this is more like a more realistic view on the celebrity life mm -hmm. and of course they have sizzling chemistry yes. so I, I enjoyed that as on well. screen and off screen Ah, the best part, I think the best part of the book is that we see scenes from their their little show, mm -hmm. like the the show from it's called um it's called um Carmen in Charge. It's called Carmen in Charge because it's like a, a Latino show with a lot of Latinx leads and whatnot. And we see these scenes which are so good. Like I was like, dang, why don't we have the series? We need to see what happens, you know? <laughs> And and yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed the meta narrative of it all because you can see that in the like in the fiction fiction scenes <laughs> in the in the like novela scenes, um, 
their the their characters have to like be up in each other's business have a lot of sexual tension and even though the the protagonists themselves have a lot of chemistry and a lot of like tension it's really interesting to see how once the scene stops they're like I'm being a professional and trying not to uh, jump your bones right now <laughs> yes 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 and I I liked the intimacy coordinator aspect mm-hmm. of the of the story which like for me is also a bit of uh an added meta considering the fact that well I don't know if this is an NDA type thing because you you were in the acknowledgments but like Maria was one of the sensitivity readers for uh for you have me at Ola so like there's this added sort of like oh you have a sensitivity reader reading over this book um to see whether it's they're acting appropriately or and it's not being offensive and there's this character who's also trying to make sure that the characters are oh yeah <laughs> I didn't really even think about that <laughs> yeah like I, I I do have to mention that I did work read an early copy of the book but I, I am not influenced in any <laughs> type of way I promise the disclaimer <laughs> like I, I really promise that it, this is coming genuinely from me. Mm-hmm. I genuinely related a lot to both characters. Um, and it's just very refreshing to just see people from my background mm-hmm. uh, just being happy and just like pursuing what they want and what they love. And not, not, I don't want, you know, I, I want to escape when I read a romance book and I don't want no issue things mm-hmm. like not usually. So this one was very good. And even if it, it did mention some issues like it mentioned the Hurricane Maria mm-hmm. situation here in Puerto Rico. I thought it was really nice to have that kind of acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, like I, I just genuinely did really like everything about the book. So yeah. Uh, I think also, I gotta say, I usually hate, okay, not hate, but I do not like little kids in books mm. because they feel like a plot device. Like, they don't feel like real kids or something. <laughs> so, having Ashton's son, like, appear in the story, it was kind of a plot device, but not in a bad way because he was the main reason for Ashton's motivations. So it's not like, oh, we're breaking up because you have a kid and whatever. No, it's because there's a genuine reason that, you know, that you, he didn't mention his kid before. And his kid is actually like super important to the story because he's like, you know, he's, well, I mean, he's the son of the main character. Yeah. So how is he not going to be important? And, and there's also a fact yeah. that Ashton, one of the reasons that he doesn't want to be in a relationship with Jasmine is because she brings she brings a lot of uh, attention to him. Yeah. And he that's what he's trying to avoid. He's like, I don't want any drama. And she's like, I can't help you with that, my dude. Um, I can't control the way that the media is hounding me. Um, so the, that part, that part is also a factor. Yeah. And that he doesn't want to bring any unwanted attention to him or to his son. Exactly. Yeah, he's just protecting his family, mm-hmm. which is very valid. And I think it was actually pretty sweet to kind of, because like, I mean, isn't that like typical Puerto Rican Latinx kind of um, mentality, like family first mm-hmm. uh, uh, over anything else, which is pretty much like the leading, I guess, um, not motivation, but but like the dilemma that we mm-hmm. all have in these type of stories. And it was nice. It, it didn't feel like too, it didn't feel messy. Yeah. Uh, I feel. And I have to say <laughs> that I just love both of yeah. them, like their chemistry from their very first um, interaction to throughout the story when he's trying to like stay away from her. But her personality is just so bubbly and so nice that he's like pulled in. Uh, it, it was so nice. Yeah. The, I really like the uh, karaoke scene. Um, My favorite. And of course, the, the thing that follows. Um, <laughs> the thing that follows. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because 
it's the culmination of all the tension that they've been uh, having. And there's like a lot of like flirtatious, like touching, caresses. They're like leaning into each other a lot more. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is delicious. Give me more. And they do deliver. They do deliver. And we thank Jesus, our Lord and Savior for it. <laughs> So yes, read You Had Me at Ola. Do it. And if you have, like, if you're my friend, you must have already read it because I've already pushed it on. <laughs> so do it. Also, A Lot Like Adios is coming out soon. Yes. Or, did yes. it come out already? Oh, it comes out, that's September 14th. So soon when this episode airs, the, the book will soon be out. Do pre-order it. This is not paid. We are just fans. <laughs> But uh, I love all these books. I love talking to you all. Sadly, I think we have to start wrapping up, but not without first asking the very important question. Would you <laughs> be dating a celebrity? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What type of celebrity, though? Is it like a sports person? A no. singer? Oh, no, no, actor, no. what type of like oh my god no like I can't, I can't date a sports guy because they have really freaky fans and I can't do that I can't do that and actors don't yeah but I mean like I feel like sports people they have really intense fans and 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 like that that's that's uncomfortable <laughs> like uh But you know, I can't. I can't say I would be any better because I would be like, oh, I, I totally date like a K-pop idol. <laughs> so uh, I think I would be killed by all their fans before I even like try. But but like like I guess yeah, like an actor or whatever. That's that's pretty okay. I mean, they're not all that famous if you think about it. But yes, point is TLDR. Yes, I would date a celebrity. But I would be kind of scared because my private life would be like, you know, constantly exposed. talked about. Yeah, I would like it if I were like the secret, the secret um, partner, and I would never be in in the media at all. That would be super cool. It's like, who is this person? <laughs> and it's always like the back of your head. Like, perfect. That that's me. That's me. But at the end of the day, I don't care if they're famous. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I love them for them. And also because they're like filthy rich, but that's not important. <laughs> It's like, I love you for you. I love the person who you are inside, but also I want some Versace. <laughs> but anyway, Paola, what about you? Uh, yeah, I would also date a celebrity, but as soon as we like, were spotted or something like that I would immediately mm. <laughs> lock my my accounts like all of them all of them or I would even like deactivate and just tell my friends where they can find me from now on because it it sounds so stressful and I mean I'm I have a super biased opinion on how fans treat like famous adjacent uh, people mm -hmm. because of One Direction. And man, those fans were so they still are rude to, yeah, they still are, to, to the girlfriends and to the... Um, even like the band, even like the actual band, they were like super weird to them. Yeah, 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 yeah the and the fans are just overboard like it's intense the amount of the amount of like hate that they have for this person that they don't even know over something that over or mm -hmm. over someone they also don't know like mm -hmm. stay away so I would yeah I would have a very private social media presence and change my password every week we would all benefit from the hero in adriana's book where he's like a recluse and not, <laughs> a, not a social media oh, person yeah. anymore he still has a lot of money so. exactly just keep the money and throw away the the social media image and that's the perfect celebrity romance what about you adriana would you what about you no no 
just like sure the money the money would be cool um the some of the attention would be cool <laughs> if oh my god if it were more like i don't know like riz ahmed and the way that he, he met his wife that's sort of the ideal i think because like I, if anyone who's listening doesn't know riz ahmed is married to an author i don't remember what her name is um but she's a fairly uh successful author and they like met at a coffee shop like accidentally and it was like a classic meet cute they were like trying to use the same power outlet for their computers and that's how they started talking so me next yeah like god why can't that oh god i wish that were me so if it's that type of thing and like riz ahmed even though he's like he's like oscar nominated um he's fairly low-key yeah. the grand scheme of things um so if it's something like that maybe but yeah like i don't think like celebrity politics is the type of thing that i'm interested in i don't know if it's like yeah another writer maybe um wink wink uh wink wink <laughs> um, adriana is like Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I would take <laughs> one writer and it redacted. is redacted. Um, but yeah, like it's not something that maybe like some sort of far, far away fantasy would be cool, but like it's not something that I'd be personally interested in. If it happens though, I think it's um like I remember reading a celebrity story, like two celebrities who, who got together, but one of them didn't know the other was one uh and i found that so cute like i feel like that kind of celebrity romance i would also be down for like me meeting someone and they're like oh you don't know who i am and i'm like no i don't <laughs> uh, so so maybe that too because i feel like if you if you know the celebrity and you like admire them in some way it also feels um It feels weird. It feels weird. Like being with someone who you like as a celebrity. Because um, maybe you're like idolizing a false person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if in that situation I would like be able to separate my feelings. I've never been in that situation and I don't think I ever will. So I, I can only speak in, in imaginaries. Yeah, that's also a complicated aspect of the celebrity romance thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, the book that uh, Riz Ahmed's uh, wife wrote, she, her name is Fat Fatima Farheen uh, Mirza, and she wrote A Place for Us, which is, I think, a literary fiction novel, which was New York Times bestseller and all the types of like accolades. Good for you. You have wow, that's a, amazing. A successful book, a successful husband. No, so so no, because because the the thing is that Reese is the real winner here. Like exactly, he married a successful author. Fatima's like husband. bro, Fatima's exactly. Correct. <laughs> In conclusion, celebrities are weird. Fans are even weirder. Uh, do read the books though, and <laughs> this concludes our episode. I sure hope a very rambly episode. <laughs> Yeah, we talked a lot. Sorry, <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, where can we find each other? Uh, Paula, start if you want. Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gerrerar. That's G U E R R E R A W R. And I have a blog called lovepaola.wordpress.com, and that's Paola with two A's in the end. Uh, I have a booktube channel where I upload a bunch of author interviews and I also do Theater Thursdays with um, Karen. I have a book club called Accidentally in Love um, where we read books every month, uh, romance books every month by um, authors of color. The only time that we didn't do an author of color was for December 2020. Um, 
And okay, so I have some fun things lined up for Latinx Heritage Month. So yeah, that's it. That's that's it's a wrap from me. What about you, Marianne? So you can find me on Twitter at bookish Boricua, bookish b o r i c u a. Wow, I'm getting better at spelling. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at reads by starlight. I have a blog. My blog is boriguabookworms.wordpress.com. Uh, I'm a sensitivity reader. And yes, just connect with me in any way you want. You can find my information on my social media. So uh, what about you, Adri? Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at Reads, Spelled the exact same way that Marianne so successfully did. Um, thank you, thank you. Reads. Uh, you can find more information about the work that I do on boricuareads.com. Uh, I am somewhere on YouTube, Cryptid. Just search my name, Adriana Maria Martinez Figueroa, and I should pop up somewhere. Yeah, hire me as a sensitivity reader. I do freelance writing. I do book reviews. Uh, I do articles and op-eds. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's really fun for us to do but if you'd like please share rate the podcast wherever you're listening and leave, leave us a review give subscribe to our channel yeah follow us on twitter at mapping tropes and at instagram at mapping the tropes we always always post when we release a new episode and we spam your feed everywhere so you can always find out when we release something contact us via email at mappingthetropes at e- gmail.com if you have any trope ideas or things you would like us to cover or even if you'd like to get in touch with us if you'd like to maybe be a guest on our show also contact us we have a fun guest uh lined up for Ooh. the future uh so Uh, this is us sort of like teasing you a little bit um, and very excited. Yes. And next episode will be out in two weeks where we'll be delving into the best friend sibling trope. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, thank you for listening. And this was mapping the tropes, baby. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.